Hey, a good Sunday morning, everybody, and welcome to the Pittsburgh Pirates Rant Podcast. Just a little bit quieter this morning. It's Sunday morning. Chilling, just like I do on Saturday morning podcast. But um, I did stay up for that game last night. Uh, I think I watched the first four innings on television. And then the last six innings, I kind of followed on my phone. And a little bit of radio broadcast, mostly on my phone. But you know what? It was a long game. Um, neither team deserved to win that game, to be honest with you. But the fact that Key Brian Hayes won it on a three-run homer was a good way to go. You know, I mean, that right there. The ninth inning was good by the Pirates. The rest of the game, they threw almost 200 pitches to get through nine innings. Um, I think Dylan Peters' ERA in his last seven games is 881. Um, you know, the good thing was, although he threw a lot of pitches, I think JT Brubaker had a quality start. I mean, he didn't get the six innings to have an official quality start. But I think as the Pirates go, his start was quality. And the problem is some of these piggyback guys are starting to... Um, you know, starting to show some warts, which I expected, you know, as we go through into hitting season. Um, Dylan Peters had been lights out earlier in the year, and his biggest problem is throwing strikes right now. Um, you know, and he'll give up hits now, too. So, in any case, it's not good when you look at his ERA, uh, his production. Uh, it's not what it was earlier in the year. He was lights out, you know, best pitcher in baseball for like two weeks. Um, he was like, uh, Clay Holmes for like two weeks, but unfortunately Clay Holmes has done it the entire year and continues to just be the best relief pitcher in baseball. Uh, and they have him closing games now. Um, but if you just look at his numbers, um, he's been the best relief pitcher in baseball. Uh, and Clay Holmes is a guy that was on this team, um, that we traded for Diego Castillo. Now, Diego Castillo got the rally started in the ninth inning off of a pitcher um, who had a .04 ERA and 13 saves. So really, you know, top five closer in the game. Um, I have to assume he didn't have his good stuff last night. Uh, like I said, I didn't watch the ninth inning. But um, in any case, even when uh, a top-notch guy like that doesn't have his best stuff, uh, it's certainly a good job by Diego Castillo to get that leadoff double and really set the stage for a uh, comeback inning. Very improbable comeback inning in San Diego. I mean, I would think there's people who bet the money line on the Padres thinking that it was going to be easy money. And they were pretty frustrated last night. You know, so um, what else happened in the game? Uh, ben Gamel looks like he might be heading to the disabled list with a hamstring. Uh, and I don't know, and this is the thing, like I didn't see it. Um, I saw that there was an injury delay before they took Dylan Peters out. And I don't know if he's hurt or not, but I haven't seen any reports that he's hurt. Um, but I didn't bring up um, on Twitter, uh, you know, but I, I don't know. I just didn't see it. The game ended at like two in the morning. So if there's no reports on his health, you know, I'm not surprised. But um He's been ineffective either way, you know? So even if you have Dylan Peters, you have Will Crow, um, you have piggyback guys like, uh, I don't know, Mitch Keller possibly. Um, I don't expect that to last all year and have those, be, have those guys be as effective all year um, because their career numbers are still up there. So 
Uh, we will certainly have to wait and see. But I was thinking today, like, what if? I mean, this team should not have as many wins as they do. Um, if you look at their run differential and you look at them, uh, they're the last team in the league defensively. That should improve because some of that was playing infielders in the outfield. Uh, and if they get rid of Yoshi, you know, that might improve. But um, last in defense, second to last in runs, and they're not dominating on the pitching end, you know, because they've gotten clobbered in a lot of games. Um, now, in the games they've won, their pitching's been good, you know. So if we were going to, and this is what I was thinking, coming off a win, you know, you always get more optimistic. Um they're on pace for 68 wins, which is really hard to believe because I really don't see them winning that many games. But we'll have to track that as the season goes on, you know. Um, but I don't think many people saw them winning 68 games this year, um, other than the fans, you know, that were mostly picking 70 just because um, that's what the Pirates fans were doing. But if you're looking at, like, across baseball, you know, their win total was 62 and a half. So that's a pretty decent jump to that number if they can keep it up but you know what if the pirates were a good team like what if i were to look at this what would it take for the pirates to be a good team um i don't think it's going to happen this year or next year um but first of all like the starting pitching would have to be much better because they've only gotten um a couple wins from starting pitchers in the first almost two months of the season let's call it six weeks of the season so you're going to need better starting pitching that goes longer into the game. Um, Brew Baker, he threw a lot of pitches last night, but he showed the potential to um, maybe be a decent pitcher, you know, like maybe be a guy that can come out, throw six innings every game and allow three runs uh, that you're looking at a 4.50 ERA. Uh, you're looking at keeping your team in the game. And I mean, I think that's he's capable of that because his ERA is down into the fours now. It's actually like 420 or something like that. Um, so certainly capable of it. Um, he did a good job of hitting his spots last night. Uh, he had a lot of pitches that were on the corners. Uh, the ins He pitched inside the guys and he was hitting that inside corner pretty consistently. Um, he throws a lot of sinkers and sliders, and he was hitting um, the bottom of the uh, strike zone pretty consistently. And he wasn't getting as many swings and misses as usual last night. Um, but when he did, you know, it was on a sinker where the ball was dropping off. So um, JT Brubaker, I mean, you know, he's kind of technically in his prime, you know, a good age for a starting pitcher. Um some Pirates fans want everybody to be 22 years old. They think 24 years old is old. Um, but I don't think the management has that mentality. Um, I think that's just sort of a fan thing for a team that um, goes off of prospects, you know. With, with everything based on prospects, you know, I guess in that world, age 24 is old. But... You know, the Pirates don't really have that mentality. I mean, they have some older guys on this team. Unfortunately, no, well, number one, Ben Gamble got hurt last night. And number two, Jason Mackey is already talking like they're going to trade Ben Gamble. So the team must be in his ear. You know, he must know that 
they're going to dump one of their best players at the deadline this year, which it's a head scratcher to me. But, hey, I'm just covering the team, you know? Like, I would think that if you have a good player, you want to keep that good player, you know? Um, because you have you already have lots of prospects, you know? What you don't have is players. And if you want to win more than 68 games any, on any given year, you're going to have to have more players and less prospects. But, you know, I kind of digress there. Um, it looks like they're tuning everybody up. Um, like, hey, by the way, we're trading this guy, so make it sound to the fans like it's a good thing, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know why I would want to help the Yankees with their outfield, you know? I would rather help the Pirates with their outfield because I'm on the Pirates. You know, I would think that that would be the goal is for my team to get better, not to try to help other teams, you know, do better in the playoffs. But, you know, that's what Mackey's tweet was. You know, maybe we can help out a team this year in the playoff run. I don't know why you'd want to help out another team, like I said, you know. Why not just keep the best players and help out your own team? But, you know... JT Brubaker would probably be piece number one. Uh, piece number two would be um, Roenzi Contreras, who goes today. Um, he would have to stay healthy and, again, throw six innings. And as good as he is, you could see six innings and two runs as his average. Um, and that would be an ERA in the threes, like the low threes. I don't think that's unreasonable if he stays healthy. And then your third starting pitcher um, would be Thompson, who might be a little higher on the ERA, but I'm willing to say that um, he could average six innings, three runs. You know, you have the closer in Bednar. I can't imagine they'd be shit stupid enough to, to trade Bednar at the deadline, but anything is possible with Ben Sherrington. Um, so, you know, you try not to get too attached to any of these guys, even a likable guy like. Bednar, who's from Pittsburgh, and his lights out. It's almost like, all right, let's assume that they're going to trade this guy so they can help another team and not help their own team. But if that happens, you know, the bullpen gets a lot worse. And you could forget about 68 wins this year. But we're trying to say, you know, what if? What if it's possible? Um, the rest of the starters, I don't have much confidence in. So let's just leave it at that because they're, go- they're definitely going to tw- trade Quintana. And uh, I don't know if they're going to bring up Michael Burrows in time to really help the team. And nobody else is really good enough, you know. Uh, There's nobody in the minors that's good enough. There's nobody in the majors that's good enough. Uh, We know not to depend on Mitch Keller. Um, So I think that is what it is. From the pitching standpoint, it's not that great. But here's the thing. The pitching is the best thing you got going on this team. And I'm trying really hard to imagine a world where, you know, this team is good, you know. They could actually win those 68 games that they're on pace for. Um, first base, all right, let's say you don't go with Yoshi. Um, let's say first base is a shared, you know, existence between Chavis and, well, Chavis is a little banged up right now, but he hasn't been put on the DL yet. Um, Chavis and Mason Martin. Mason Martin's going to give you better defense. Mason Martin's going to give you more home runs. Um, Chavis is likely going to give you a better batting average. So if you meld those two guys together, um, you might have a below average first baseman, but not a terrible first baseman, you know? 
So that would actually give you a little bit of a um, an upgrade onto where we've been so far this year. Um, now we're dead last in run differential. So despite the record, I'm not going to pretend that this team's been good this year. But you know, bear with me here. You know, um, at second base, we're already using Chavis at first base. Um, the second baseman this year, um, possibly it's going to be Tupacana Marcano. He doesn't hit very well. Um, possibly it's going to be um, Van Meter. He doesn't hit very well, you know. So let's just assume whoever's at second base is going to be below average, you know. Maybe not awful, but below average, you know. Possibly awful, but, you know, for the stake, for the stake of this argument let's just say he's going to be average or whatnot you know just below average so you got below average at, well you have a terrible catcher you know we can't even touch catcher right now so terrible catcher below average first baseman below average second baseman I mean we are averaging the second least amount of runs in the league so I guess we knew this was coming at shortstop um, let's see you have a blend between um, Diego Castillo and O'Neill Cruz um, now with O'Neill Cruz, I'm not sure what you're going to get. Um, likely he's going to hit around 170 with some doubles and home runs. And then you have, um, Diego Castillo. He's hitting around 240 with doubles. So, I mean, that is a pretty below average, um, considering that O'Neill Cruz is probably going to make some mistakes at shortstop. Um, uh, I think we're below average there as well. Um, and then we go to third base where we're above average, you know, good defensively, despite some um, errors, you know, which may be because of Key Byron Hayes' back, although his hitting's been really good. Um, so I'm not sure what the injury is there, but Key Brian Hayes has been good. He's a good defender, a very good defender, and a good table setter. So in that, in that world, you know, we're not bad. Overall, we're certainly below average, you know, terrible catcher, below average first baseman, below average second baseman, below average shortstop and um, above average um, third baseman. Um, I think we're above average in center field with Brian Reynolds. Um, he's still a guy that had a 920 ops last year. And if he finishes with an 880 ops this year, you know, a little bit of a drop off, that'll be fine. You know, he's good defensively. Um, the problem is finding other outfielders. Um, and that is a problem. I mean, off the top of my head, if Ben Gamble's hurt and then you trade him, you know, I'm not counting him. Um, if you get the guy back from Houston, you know, he's a good defender, but not the best hitter. Um, it's unlikely that they'll keep Suwinski up all year because he's just striking out a lot. He's looking lost at the plate for the most part. Um, and he's batting 180. So, I don't know, man. Um, Cal Mitchell will be up for a while. Uh, he has a pretty decent approach at the plate. Not a great arm in the outfield. Um, so, yeah, outfield is a problem as well. I mean, who is coming up in the outfield? Not as many prospect as, prospects as we thought we had, you know, with Matt Frazier not doing well. Um, with uh, the other guy that started in AAA that we got in the Stallings trade. Not doing as well. Connor Scott. Um, I don't know who you can project to be an outfielder. We don't really have any top-notch 
outfield prospects. You know, we have guys that might be okay, like Cannon Smith, Nigma. You know, um, and then yeah, we don't know where um, Layover Paguero is going to be, but I'm just assuming DH for now until they find a position for him. Um, so I mean, I think Layover Paguero could be an average DH in his uh, rookie year. That's how good I think his bat plays. Um, but yeah, outfielders, I'm just not coming across with any. I mean, Greg Allen's been hurt for an awfully long time, you know. Um, and if we're not counting Ben Gamble, um, we're mostly just counting on rookies in the outfield. So even though your center fielder is above average, um, the outfield as a whole is below average. And hell, you know, I don't know if I can see this. I can't see my way to this, to this team being that good. This team has won more games than they should have because they've won some close games um, because early in the year, especially Dylan Peters and Will Crow were lights out. Uh, and early in the year, they were playing terrible teams like Washington. Hey, Washington's probably a worse team than the Pirates. You know, I always say the Pirates are the worst team in baseball, but I forget about how bad Washington is, you know. I mean, they are really bad, you know. I mean, unless Strasburg comes back healthy, you're talking about a bad team, you know. Uh, they're probably going to trade Juan Soto if they can. I don't know why anybody would want Juan Soto um, because he's looking for a $500 million contract, and he's certainly not worth that. Despite what Fangraph says, nobody is worth that because you always have the injury risk, you know. And baseball contracts are guaranteed. So it's just not a good financial decision to give someone 500 million bucks you know and then you have Juan Soto in your lineup but Washington's not winning with Juan Soto you know it's like giving 40 million dollars to um Scherzer you know Washington lost with Scherzer you know Scherzer's out until almost the all-star break with a um with an oblique so although the Mets are winning um it's not necessarily because of Scherzer you know like, even for those high-market teams, I'm not a big fan of putting out big contracts. Um, and just, for example, if you look at the Philadelphia Phillies, who are terrible this year, um, they and even San Diego, they put out a, lot, a ton of high contracts. And you saw their averages this year. They weren't great. Um, but the Phillies, they're not getting their money's worth from their catcher. Um, and they're not getting their money's worth from... They're shortstop. Uh, they're not getting their money's worth from um, some of the outfield play because they're bad defensively, you know. Um, so they should be they should be a seller at the deadline this year, but they have a weird general manager who doesn't like to look at the reality when it comes to your window being open or closed, you know. Even though the Phillies are coming off another horrible win and they're ten games out of first place in Memorial Day weekend. Um, I don't know if they are willing to accept that they're not that good, even though by all intents and purposes, they're not that good. You know, their pitching's not that good. Their defense is not that good. And you know what? Their hitting's been pretty darn disappointing. You know, kind of like the Toronto Blue Jays up to this point, their hitting's been really disappointing, you know, but the Blue Jays have hung in there. I mean, the Blue Jays are like six games over 500. So, but that just goes to show you, like, you, you, need, you need to spend money and you need to have good players coming up. 
And the reason that the Pirates are never going to be any good is because they're never going to spend any money on a decent free agent, you know. Um, and the fact that you're counting on all prospects, uh, and our prospects haven't been that good, you know. I mean, you're counting on guys staying healthy. You're counting on guys performing as rookies. It's just not very promising. And even coming off an exciting win, albeit not a good win, you know. I mean, you did have Brubaker's error. You had an injury, and your pitching staff threw 190 pitches. Um, even coming off a win on the road against San Diego, a, t- a game that you're not expected to win, it's really hard to see you know things heading in the right direction with this team. Um, things are going to have to change, you know. In the next couple months, things are really going to have to change because. In the first couple months, things didn't really step up. Uh, Mason Martin's in a slump right now. Uh, O'Neill Cruz hasn't really been hitting all year that good. Um, I mean, I'm talking about the guys that you were counting on, you know, like your top five prospects, you know. Um, Henry Davis has been hurt. Uh, Quinn Priester has been hurt. <sighs> I mean, I could tell you that there's a couple guys, there's probably three guys that have been really good hitting the ball. Um, just And Wan Bay has been okay. You know, they'll bring him up. They'll give him a chance, you know. Um, but there's only a handful of guys that have been really good, you know, so far this year. And it's layover Paguero's bat. It's um, Matt Gorski. And it's um, Michael Burrows, you know. Because, uh, you know, I'm not counting uh, Roanza Contreras because he's up with the big club already, you know. So... Not calling him a prospect at this point, you know. He's pitching today. You know, he's already helping the big club. So I don't see a lot of hope going forward. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do in the um, in the draft this year. Uh, but incidentally, you know, we had one of our draft guys come out and pitch pretty good um, for a high schooler, you know, still really young. Uh, the Jersey kid, Anthony Solometto, um, pitched three innings and he pitched pretty well for Bradenton. So, I mean, we're happy with that. Other than the initial jitters, he wasn't very wild, you know. Um, he pretty much got the job done. And they started the game with him. You know, it's not like they brought him in in garbage time. So, at least we have that, you know. From last year's draft, um, Henry Davis is hurt. The guys that we've seen, like Justin Mize, haven't been very good. Um, but you still have those other guys that we haven't seen too much of yet. You have um, Braylon Bishop. You know, I don't know where he is. Um, you have the kid from Penn State. You have um, Bubba Chandler, who I think he must be hurt at this point because I would think that they would have pitched him ahead of um, Solomedo. And you at least have Solomedo in Bradenton, which is nice to see. So, I mean, it's not like they're not getting draft picks, you know? It's not like they haven't brought guys over in trades. It's just that, you know, when the St. Louis Cardinals could bring up someone like Nolan Gorman, you know, and they have someone else coming who's like a top-notch guy, um, it's just difficult to see how this team can compete without ever spending any money or ever signing anybody, you know? 
So, you know, we tried. We tried to go into the dream world on Sunday, uh, coming off a win. Uh, congratulations to Key Brian Hayes, you know, for that home run last night. We tried to go into a world where maybe this team could compete in the next couple of years, but I just could not find my way there, you know, for whatever reason, you know, because there's just not enough depth at starting pitching. Um, there's no offense, you know. And the guys that we were really hoping to be superstars have not been superstars, you know. The only guys that have really been, like, over-the-top surprises this year have been those two guys that I mentioned, Michael Burrows and um, Matt Gorski. So there you have it. Um, there's your Sunday wrap. Beautiful holiday weekend. Enjoy the rest of the weekend. Weather looks nice. Peace.